0: time for the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad this is Damian Lemon this is Ali Muhammad and this is in the conversation the podcast yes 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 one time back again
1: yes sir. one time yeah. one
0: time Chris there it is, crystal clear in your ear. Yeah, for real, crystal clear, motherfuckers. Sure audio files yeah, out here listening. The audio files is yeah, on you know what me. Man. What's wrong with your oh, audio? Shit. I need to teach you how to record. Oh, man. Watch this video. Uh, <laughs> that was me. That was on me that time. I ain't gonna lie to you. I thought, I tried my best too. I was trying to, you know, uh, pump the audio. I did a whole lot in the... Uh, in the, uh, in the program, believe but, you me, know. I
1: understand you. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh, you already know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, it's coming in a little better now. Yeah, yeah, we know? should be
1: good. We should be good.
0: Yeah, man. But anyway, man, how you doing, man? How was your? Um, how'd you celebrate your birthday?
1: I'm doing good, man. I was. Uh, we went to this restaurant here. I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, mm-hmm. On the south side, it was like soul food, soul fusion type of deal. Um, okay. Where you know they got some soul food place, but it's like kind of fused with some other cultures.
0: Yeah, you could go left with that. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, How I mean, it? it's,
1: it's slick, it's slick, uh, niggotry, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 like, sleight of hand niggardry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, shit. you know what I'm saying? That, that That's shit is real slick because in New York, we had this spot. Mm-hmm. Peaches, right? You know Peaches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, right down yeah. Down the corner before, uh, before not Peaches, I'm sorry. Before Peaches, there was Aquaba Mansion, right?
0: Oh, uh, old school, yes. yeah. Yeah, the
1: Aquaba restaurant, right? And so mm-hmm. after Aquaba, before Peaches came along, there mm-hmm. was this little hybrid restaurant that came called Petite Bossom, which like some African mm-hmm. guys ran, and it was like a soul fusion type of place. And it's one of them places where, hey, you know, shit's expensive. You know what I'm saying? The little tapas mm-hmm. and the, you know, what I'm saying, you know, appetizer mm-hmm. bites and your mm-hmm. fancy entree. You know, right. you, you ended up spending hundred and thirty. You know what I'm saying? On on a typical visit, and that's two three people. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you got a family of five, you spend down two hundred, and mm-hmm. which means I'm not visiting this place that often. You know what I'm saying? This is not my weekly, right. you know what I'm saying? Ah, we hungry, let's go down the block. Nah, this mm-hmm. is, this is, we coming here once every two, three months at best, which kills a space, you know what I'm saying? And so mm.
0: the
1: one of the beautiful things about peaches coming in was that it was something on the menu for every budget range, you know what I'm saying, in the entrees, in the appetizers. So if you wanted to get out of there and you only wanted to spend $25, $30, then you can get you a burger and a and an appetizer of wings. You know what I'm saying? Get right, you, you know, right. a you know, $9 wing and a $12 burger and, you know, get on out of there. But, you know, Petite Bossom didn't have that option. You had to spend. E- either way, You you it was a no combination where you was going to get out of there under 50 $60. So
0: mm.
1: it's one of them type of places where you look at, like, I wonder how mm. long this neighborhood will be able to sustain this restaurant at these mm-hmm. prices when you only come in here every once in a while or just to go to the bar or you know what I'm saying? Something like that. That's that's right. what I am i be like, man, I'm looking at this thing. I was like, you can't you can't walk this motherfucker without 45 dollars. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And yeah. and that's cool if that's what you're trying to do and if you're in a in a space that can sustain it. But, like, when you off in the, you know, in the neighborhoods, you know, you sometimes you wander. But it is Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Niggas do travel. You know what I'm saying? Niggas do spend right. money. So I'm not going to wish no ill will. I ain't going to say the people's names so y'all could, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> wish ill will on the people or nothing like that. Right,
0: right. <laughs> Instead, go ahead, keep going.
1: But, go but you know what I'm saying, it is like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I always look at yeah. restaurants like that kind of funny because it, it has no, um, it's giving no real idea of a general consumer. It's just looking at one type of consumer. I'm coming yeah. to drop a bunch of bread on a, you know what I'm saying, Friday, Saturday night. But it's Tuesday, and you just a little, you know, you just got a little appetite or something. You mm-hmm. you thinking, oh, let me go on down there and get up out of there with that at 35. You know what I'm saying? Get me, you know, a, a slight entree and, you know, keep it moving. Nah, buddy. Not when all the entrees are market price or you know what I'm saying 55, 60. Like, wait a minute now. <laughs> I won't be back here it's no like, time soon.
0: Yeah. Because it's like you don't really have any regard for you saying market price, but you don't have no regard for the environment that you in. Right. In the neighborhood you in. This is this is not the place, to your point, that's gonna be able to shoulder these prices right. you know at a, at a in a frequent clip so it's right. kind of like yeah i don't know but <clears throat> you know i've come across stuff like that right and i was just having a i was having a conversation with my man uh Kondo yesterday we were just talking about not particularly this thing but um just in general how much shame can be uh <clears throat> a catalyst for overspending mhm You know, like, God forbid you you say, hey, this shit a little expensive, (laughs) you know, you know, what I mean, especially if you a single man. So you got a you got a wife and children, you established, you know what I mean? It's an understanding, you know what I mean? Like if you a single man. And you say some shit like, it's a little it's a little much. <laughs> oh, you veer into broke nigga territory right, right, immediately. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where you just, you almost got to do your reconnaissance beforehand. No you doubt. need to know what you're walking into. Don't walk into some of these places blind. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, you shouldn't know. What things are gonna cost, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. And then it's just, you know, it's like, and what I don't like now, I'm seeing a lot of this. Um, sad to say, I've seen a lot of this in New York where, and I, I'm sure I see it on the gram, I'm sure it's all over, but I see a lot of it in New York. And uh, with these, you know, we talk about the place to be tax before, mm-hmm. and I think like the TikTokification of, food places has added to it. So there's all of these, you know, as a lot of people call them, um, the green grass wall restaurants, right. and the, little, <laughs> the brunch spots, you, you know, but exactly with the little, uh, what do you call it? The neon light mm-hmm. mon- mantra <laughs> caption wall right. or whatever. That's really what you going for. And right. the price points are crazy, but the food is bland as fuck. Right, right, right. It's like, come on, the drinks are kind of whack. Mm. It's like, you know, that ain't no excuse. For I'm that. not mad at,
1: huh? That ain't no excuse for that. You
0: know, it's no excuse for that. It shouldn't be any excuse, but it's more so like it's like people are building a vibe more than they're building a restaurant, right. you know? It's right. a place to, to see and be seen and to capture content, but, you know, nobody's really talking about the food. Right. And it's, it's so disappointing because you, uh. almost, you almost find out a little too late. Right. Yeah. You know?
1: Another another yeah. slick thing they're doing now, you know, some of these uh, green green grass restaurants, you know, they're mm-hmm. putting in a nice little interior decor across the paint job and yeah. you know you know what I'm saying it shine up the floor, and then they open a the spot and it's tapas right
0: Ta- mm-hmm. tapas
1: is becoming the new excuse for just I'm overcharging y'all <laughs> take that oh, take that take that Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> you uh-huh. Go that's, that's what it tra- that's
0: what it translates into right? take that so you go to yeah, yeah, you yeah. go
1: to tapas right I uh-huh. went to a spot before I got sick and um, uh-huh. it, it, you know Went to it, you know, son. It was you know new. They dropping in, the air, okay, boom. This nine dollars, that nine dollars, you know, and that's cool. Like, okay, that looked reasonable. What mm-hmm. the wings, tapas, and the you know crab toast tapas or whatever.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Then you get the wings. It's four wings. You know what I'm saying? The crab yeah. toast is like a little finger-sized crab toast of two little pieces, two little finger-sized mm-hmm. pieces. and be like, wait a fucking minute, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nine uh-huh. and 12 is 20-something dollars. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I ain't got yes, enough yes. to, you know what I'm saying, knock the sting off my little hunger. You know what I'm saying? Like right, top, right, yeah. Toppers is really a bar that, you know what I'm saying, got some bar food for you for a very mm-hmm. high price and- and if you, if you can make it to full, you, you can, but if you, that ain't mm-hmm. the option. That ain't the goal here. The goal here is just take the burn off and let you soak some of this alcohol in because this right here <laughs> ain't having it. And so I was like, man, I won't be visiting this place much often. And I don't want to talk about a lot of bad stuff about things. It's just now we talk right, about. Right, it, it's just I little am. slick stuff these restaurants are doing nowadays to – Get you up off of a few more dollars than you would have spent before, mm-hmm. which I don't have no problem with. You know what I'm saying? But don't guys the whole thing like, yeah, Lee, dog. I'm not even gonna get full based off of what right. y'all serving. You know what I'm saying? It, it's the right. I call it the petite bosom effect because they were doing stuff like that. They didn't call it toppers, but they appetizers was the portion was so small. And you'd be like, God damn, nineteen dollars for this. And right, right. and and you're yeah. not getting what you feel is is worth your dollar that you're spending to go out mm-hmm. and eat, and nobody wants that. So I, I just beg the restaurants to kind of view their their base. You know, what I'm saying what works, mm-hmm. what doesn't. You know, what I'm saying. And sometimes it works. Sometimes you just got a spot. People just want to go to drink, and you just had to. You had to know right. that. You had to know. You had to go somewhere else to eat first. And then come here and get a little, you know, a notch of, of, of wings, just to, you know, what I'm saying settle on in for the evening.
0: Right, right, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be hungry and feel like you got got. That's a that's a <laughs> tough cocktail. <laughs> mess, you know, mess around man, and have a and slick not even serving. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not even drunk either. So now you just oh, you just feel terrible. I tell you something else that adds to that whole tappus. Fusion wave Where it's like I, I kinda I kinda side eye When I see it now But it's been It's kinda new I almost I had to go look it up Cause I was like I'm seeing this I'm hearing about this shit Everywhere But um Amakase style sushi Have you heard about What's this? What's that? Exactly It's a whole it Seems like it's a whole new wave Like It's not enough to go to Like a sushi bar mm. No more Now all the little sushi spots are amakasi style. And they way more expensive. And it's like they they spin it as like it's limited. There's small little places amakasi. So I was like, yo, what's up? What does amakase mean? I asked my homie who's Japanese. He was like, he ain't even know what that meant. He just he said that shit mean at least $160 a person. But um Amakasi basically means the phrase amakase literally means leave it up to you. So, it's most commonly used when dining at Japanese restaurants where the customer leaves it up to the chef to select and serve Aww, seasonal specialties. Shit. You know what I mean? So, it's an improv <laughs> spot. It's, it's a whip up. It's whatever we got. <laughs> you're even getting what you're asking <laughs> for. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. That's the crazy thing. It's not even customized. This is whatever we got on deck, Bob. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Today, this is what we got. Thank you. Here we go. I'm I'm a guy. I'm
1: looking at one spot down here, looking for indulgent Mm -hmm. sushi takeout option. Whatever, blah blah Mm -hmm. blah. Offers a bento box, Amasaki for just eighty nine dollars. Shit, fuck that. Yeah, regular sushi is down there. uh, Cause that, Mm -hmm. as you and you pick all the stuff you want. Yeah, We, we got them spots in Brooklyn. They take out spots, and they, they Japanese, but they offer, like, some little side items of some nigga shit, you know what I'm saying? So you get can uh-huh. get some sushi and a wing, yeah, you know, <laughs> things of that nature. It was fried rice, right. all the, all the mm-hmm. you know, typical takeout New York stuff, but they do have some some sushi that's aight. Okay. And you think, you know, yeah, all right, I'm going to give me a little little rice and some wings Everybody gonna be satisfied Let's, let's top everybody off With a little sushi Shit mm-hmm. Even that damn takeout sushi Be 55 You be like, God damn How my bill get to be 102
0: yeah. That 55 dollar yeah. takeout sushi That's how they got you yes. Sushi's so exotic <laughs> <laughs> just, You know it's crazy That shit be Speaking a piece of, of fried this? shrimp
1: Chopped in the bowl And yeah. wrapped in some rice yeah. fucking shit
0: Word Word Wrapped in some Carolina rice at that <laughs> You know what I mean it ain't even sticky rice It's just some other shit Some Kaniya um, But um, But on that wave On the opposite side I start I was watching this show On Netflix Called Midnight Diner I was watching a couple episodes This Japanese show takes place in Tokyo, but it's called Midnight Diner. It's basically the diner is open from like midnight to 6 Mm a.m. It's a little small spot, and anybody could come through if they know about it. It's real after hours speakeasy type of uh, energy. And you walk in there, and basically it's the opposite of amikase. My man will make anything you want as long as he got the ingredients on hand hmm So he's like Whatever you talking about Yo can I get a um, ginger roll With some, some uh, yellow tail And da 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 He's like no problem He makes shit just You know st- uh, Like built to order au- Like whatever you ordered Straight there Dapper Dan type shit mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of fly It's like a little It's like this little restaurant And they got their regulars And there's all Like there's all Like an assorted You know spectrum of people That come through there Mm-hmm you know, some people from the underworld, from like the yakuza. Uh, this woman who's a, who's a stripper. This other dude who's like a um, like a trans dude. Other old guy. But it's just like it's like a it's like a motley crew. Cheers. It's hmm. just real. It's real interesting. I've only watched a couple episodes of it, and it's like I, I forgot how I found out about it, but it's a, it's an interesting show but it just made me think about that because that's the opposite of Amakasi. Now, I can understand that. Right, I can understand that. some shit up. Yeah, some bespoke shit. But, um, yeah, man. So, yeah, so back to that. So, you went there. You went to the spot, Southside, for the born oh, day. Oh, nah, I man, um, Fusion. <laughs> nah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Yeah, let's get back. Let's
1: get back. It was cool, you yeah, know what okay, I'm okay. saying? Again, I, you know, I'm in a situation where I can't eat that much, no way. So right. The food was actually good though You know what I'm saying It was good Like okay. the little fusion was fused And you know what I'm saying <laughs> I, But I, I can't eat a whole lot You know what I'm saying And it's and it's big portions So
0: uh, Okay
1: So I ate probably yeah. a third You know what I'm saying I was like wee mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Then they had you know mm-hmm. You know big desserts And you know shit like that So it took me about right. Took me about, about three servants To To uh Kill it. But uh, it was good. Gotcha. It was good. So I had a good time. And then other than that, you know what I'm saying, just really, something I'm not outside like that. So it's really just, uh-huh. you know, friends and, and people calling and hitting you up. So, you know, doing that all day. Right, um, right. So right. my birthday was really just going out to eat and really, you know what I'm saying, talking to my people all day and, you know, checking mm-hmm. in, everybody checking in. You know, I guess, you know, that's good. That's, that's one one of the better parts you know what I mean? That that you get you, you check in more often with the people. You know what I'm saying? You appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? People, you know, what I'm saying appreciate you being around to talk to. So. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. That's a that's a good look. Yeah. So that's I mean, really, I did that. You know what I mean? Nothing special. Mm-hmm. I didn't kick it. I didn't go out and get nah. get towed down and tear up the night, but. Right.
0: It was good. He was here. He was in the building. He was enjoying life. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good, man. Mm -hmm. Glad to hear. Um, Trying to think what's going on with me, man. I was... uh, Earlier today, I was listening to the Blueprint, Mm -hmm. Jay-Z album. I think that might be my favorite Jay-Z album. It is. To me. That's mine. Yeah. 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 It's... Definitely in the top three. I used to, you know, I got Reasonable, Blueprint, and Black Album as my top three. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think Blueprint to me, yeah, is the de facto. It's just a vibe damn near all the way through. I mean, you know, dropped on September 11th. I remember that time. Um, that was being that vibe. That was just that whole, it kind of birthed the careers of just blaze and kanye mm-hmm. like it was a it was a moment like it is some shit on there yeah right. that that that's a great album that's for sure a great album. i think yeah i think it might be my yeah. favorite jay I, album I, you say I, for I,
1: sure I, yeah for sure to me because you know one it was just so solid all the way through like you know what i'm saying i'm from miami mm-hmm. so you know what i'm saying you get halfway through a new york record it's going to get new yorkish you know what i'm saying <laughs> to a yeah. to a place where you know what I'm saying you're not used to as a southerner you know what I'm saying it's like yeah, they way mm-hmm. they way new york nigga. okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one more Pete rock record Ain't too specific <laughs> <laughs> right right, so right you said what one more he, Pete rock record, record nigga <laughs> oh,
0: oh. oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> He's like enough No I'm just, saying, I'm just saying I'm just saying to
1: the southern The southern ear yeah, 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 You know what yeah. I'm saying That hard Your boom ballad is different That boom yeah. bap You know what I'm saying Headphone beat is different Right Then You know what I'm saying Right So during that time oh, right. when it dropped I was trying to I was It was right before it dropped I was trying to uh, Get this job at Def Jam And mm. And so you know, I had made it to a a second round, and one of the things was create a marketing plan for the blueprint. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time with that record. I spent, I know, I put a whole package together based off of that album, and you know what I'm saying. Okay. So I, I, that's I probably spent more time with that record than any of the other Jay Z records, but I enjoyed the whole thing. So. I was like, damn, this shit solid as fuck. This nigga done took off. You know what I'm saying? Like, you couldn't yeah. imagine yeah. his future, but in that present, you're like, God damn, this nigga killing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you couldn't imagine what he's doing now and what he was able to accomplish. It was just like, well, mm-hmm. this nigga done took off from the field, you know what I'm saying? And that was, mm-hmm. that was, to me, that was what he was known for, to me, as far as positioning. His positioning was more pristine. He he had a clear vision of where he was at amongst the crowd. And he stayed there yeah. in that place until, until the uh, American Gangsta album. But we're not going to talk about that. Uh, oh. You
0: ain't like the American Gangsta <laughs> no, I album? No, I
1: didn't like it. I, I think he broke positioning on that album. That probably was the first yeah. album he was actually... On the stove cooking crack, like nigga, you ain't never even touched no dope, like nigga. <laughs> right, right, right. He
0: was always third person. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, time. wait a minute, <laughs> now you at the stove like Master P? <laughs> exactly. Mm. <laughs> I'm Akashi. <cossi. laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, have it your way, baby, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever I got. Well, I'm gonna cut this with. Yeah, it's like you know <laughs> he broke
1: positioning, so that to me it was like, damn. After all this time, you go to be the president. A dev jam, right? And now you on the stove, right. you know what I'm saying, right? Like that didn't, right, right. it didn't compute, it didn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? That was like a Pharrell that move. Funny. Like Pharrell makes songs, so he just jump on whatever, and nigga, I'm whipping, whipping, whipping the rock. You know what I'm saying? Because he's right, just making right. a good oh, the good Magic record, right, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, like yeah. for him, it was like, wait a minute, nigga, you supposed to be the big time, nigga. Nobody ever see. You know what I'm saying? You just right. whisk right. past in some luxury vehicle that we've never seen right. before. All of them, every yeah. one that that ever came out, like nigga, uh-huh. not at the stove.
0: <laughs> he, <almost laughs> was. he was disappointed I was disappointed what is going on you at the where stove? is your business plan <laughs> yeah that's funny I never, I've never, i never thought about it like that but yo that is fucking hilarious I mean it's <laughs> not at the stove <laughs> ever since the beginning you know what I'm saying
1: like after the first album and he came uh-huh. and I was um, I was at the radio station at the time and uh-huh. The, the second album Was about to Load up You know what I'm saying So like Oh shit Here come this nigga mm-hmm. With the Ain't no nigga Who shot this video In Miami Going to the bank You know what I'm saying A New York nigga That understand You know So mm-hmm. it's like Boom They dropped the first single Which was Sunshine With Babyface You know what I'm saying Everybody kind of mm-hmm. know That was a You know Off to the left Type of record For a nigga Who had a yeah. record Like uh, that first record Reasonable Doubt Yeah Yeah
0: uh-huh. He was chasing that bad boy yeah. Success at that moment
1: Right mm-hmm. So I'm in the radio station I get it Oh shit Jay Z Put it on You know what I'm saying Young yeah, be, right. be My sunshine." You're like Oh lord oh, mm-hmm. lord And so You mildly disappointed Like uh, LL walking with a Panther album And then <laughs> mm. Take it Turn it over Okay Streets is watching I hope he do something on this Beat come in, you like, oh shit! And this nigga comes in and say, "If I shot you, I'm brainless. You shoot me, you famous." I was like, "God damn! I've never, Conundrum. I've never heard any better rap positioning than that." You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, nigga, mm-hmm. I'm so ahead of your ass, I can't even fuck with you. Cause if you fuck with me, you famous. Mm-hmm. If I fuck with mm-hmm. you, nigga, I'm stupid as fuck. So. Yeah. I was like, man, this nigga is thinking, man. Golly. And yeah. he went on to prove that he was gonna stick to that positioning. And that's how he placed himself, nigga. You pouring Chris style, that was me first, nigga. Yeah, we was on the yacht. Y'all was still pouring Mo. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, nigga, I'm mm-hmm. I've been ahead of you niggas. Oh, oh you all oh, you niggas wearing gold, nigga. Fuck that. I'm switching my whole fucking shit to platinum.
0: And y'all thought it was silver. And, That's the funny and, part,
1: hey! You, you niggas ain't even gonna understand Broke-ass what niggas.
0: happened. And mm-hmm. gold went away ain't for quite no some time. <laughs> it did. It did. Yo, Jay used to put a lot of shit on the shelf for a bit. For a bit, that shit. Speaking of shame, he was the king of that shit.
1: Man, gold <laughs> went away, shit. nigga. Niggas was all platinum, and silver looking. You
0: know what I'm saying? It wasn't
1: no. Yeah, it wasn't no gold, man.
0: Which is crazy. You wearing your gold. when gold came back, I, f- I, I, I missed gold. I'm not going to lie. Right. I like how gold looked. But back then, yeah, nah. you would have stood out. You stood that out. That shit was the, the, it was the yellow teeth of jewelry. Yeah, like, nigga. Yeah, man. You was nasty.
1: <laughs> you, you have on a, you know? a, a a goddamn gold presidential, nigga. Like, you, you was the shit yeah. last year. And they was ass, like, yeah, nah, yeah. B. <laughs> nah, you in Miami on South Beach with your gold presidential niggas stunting uh, on your man. ass with some <laughs> with some silver, nigga. Mm-hmm. Not even platinum. Yep. Nigga, come through with some nope, silver, white gold, uh-huh. tear
0: you up. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Make you go back to your hotel room. Sad. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit is sad. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, that's wild. I always, mm-hmm. I always
1: gave it to him because he positioned himself. He had a vision enough to position. Like when most niggas mm-hmm. was still robbing or on the corner or at the stove, you know what I'm saying? I fuck right. you up. Uh, that was the most. That was the rap positioning at the time. If you was in the streets, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You had you you were a tough guy, or you were able to be tough. You was mob deep, you was Biggie, you was all these guys. Biggie he did have a flossy side, but he was still right. in front of his mama's house selling crack to save save his daughter. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: Yeah. 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 So yeah.
1: so you you're taking that most obvious dope position, your entry level rise, where you come out, you get you a pack, get on the block. Get you some money enough to stunt on niggas, buy you a car, get you some clothes. That was rap positioning. He didn't do that. He skipped all the way over there. He went to places niggas didn't really know.
0: And it put him in a different place. Do you think he repositions himself after American Gangster? Or do you think uh, it just kinda. Well. What do you think? After after
1: the retirement, what was the album out the American Gangsters? Oh, oh dude, man. It was. With it? the, the Go Go Band and all that, you know, the hustlers in the building. Was that, Kingdom Come? I don't know the names of But he no,
0: did. I think Kingdom Come came before that because, I don't know. Let me look. Go ahead. Keep going. i uh, look. You know what I'm saying? From, from what
1: I remember, he went back mm-hmm. to be a big timer. Of course, he was a big timer then. You know what I'm saying? But he went back to his hustling, like, I'm a, you know, we going to do a real big. Ahead of everybody Ways Mm -hmm. But I I think It started to splinter off Because while he was I made all this money I'm still getting A little more conscious About where I'm at With life Especially after he got married And you know what I'm saying And we go into The 444 Mm -hmm. era You know It's more about What can I do With this voice Than I've been doing Like even when The 444 album came out He started seeing videos Him talking about therapy And shit like that It's places niggas had Mm -hmm. never been, you know what I'm saying, in rap. Mm -hmm. Like, what Mm there? Nigga, you apologizing to your wife? Nigga, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. he was still- Don't you got money? Right. Like, nigga, you can (laughs) get anybody, my shit. (laughs) She needs you. But he's seeing it like a grown person. Again, ahead of the curve. But now how do you sell that to the masses? The masses are still in their own place. They could accept- a nigga who made it to the top of what they know. But now, when you have to start at the bottom of what they don't know, they don't know that mm-hmm. shit. Like, nigga, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, it's a tough position to age and be a rapper and try to break the mold of the aging rapper and rapper ain't supposed to mm-hmm. age. And you're doing all these things Which,
0: simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at the layout... <clears throat> This is what I think, too. Um, What's, so so, so it was Black layout, Album, yeah. then Kingdom... Huh? Go ahead. So Black Album came, and that's when he retired for the mm-hmm. second time. Mm-hmm. And then Kingdom Come, that's when he came back, and people thought that shit was terrible. Mm-hmm. Which I think, even in that moment, I was a little let down just because the expectations were so high, but I don't think Jay-Z has a terrible album. And I don't think it's that bad. There's some records on Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. It's just that it wasn't what people wanted right. so i think that's why he went to the stove he had to remind niggas like he had to really get like he had to lean all the way in so is this uh, you know before, what i'm saying to like,
1: this is before um um american gangster
0: yeah okay. kingdom come was right before american gangster okay cool cool then american gangster that's why he went back to the stove cuz i think the you know cuz that was if you remember that was his whole thing of you know, I saw the movie, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I was inspired. It just made me want to do it. Kind of, he kind of spun a little bit of that blueprint narrative. Mm-hmm. I just a couple weeks, couple days. I just turned this thing around real fast. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. I Just tapped in. It felt, in if yeah. my soul, you I know, could, one I of could, those. I could
1: understand the tapped in. You did it real quick. Mm-hmm. You wanted to take advantage, but I don't believe the narrative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's okay. that's where okay. I was like, oh man, the narrative is getting shaky. You know what I'm saying? Because one, mm. I didn't believe the lyrics, you know what I'm saying, of the record as far as his brand. Not that he didn't uh. never cook crack in front of the stove. I didn't say that. I'm Just saying as far as his brand, right. it didn't make sense. And then um, he had, if, if anybody out there got to the YouTube, he has a, and you know this, I always taste it. <laughs> he has an uh-huh. interview with Charlie Rose about this album. Okay. And Uh on that interview, uh, Charlie Rose is asking him how, you know, he's telling that narrative of how he came up with it. And and he was just coming home one night, late at night, and Puff called him to come to the studio. And he was already at the house. He about to walk in the door. So Charlie Rose just did some regular-ass journalist shit. So he was like, so, Sean Puffy Combs never called you to come to the studio late at night? You know what I'm saying? It's it's in the middle of this whole right. narrative, and so right, he, he leaning into it. He like you know, and he he got a voice to it. He like he telling a, a short story. And so right. So Sean Puffy comes has never called you to come to the studio late at night, and this nigga Jay Z broke character so bad. He said, Mm-mm. <laughs> like he said he said it like his, he was in the in the motherfucking refrigerator late at night drinking the last bit of Kool Aid. Uh-huh.
0: Sean, you ain't there uh-huh. drinking that goddamn Kool-Aid. Mm-mm.
1: Lips all red. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got to watch that. Now. Man, look at that shit. Man. Oh, I was like, man, yeah, this you always nigga lying
1: like a motherfucker. But it's okay. Oh, it's marketing. Man. It's marketing. I get it. It right, just did not right, fit right. His Stick brand. to the script.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With improv on that ass. <laughs> I, I enjoy American Gangsta because I like the Shout out to Grime Music, Sean C and LV. I know they had... They had big hand in that shaping some of them records. Mm-hmm. Shit was fire. Um, yeah, I guess Blue Magic was definitely the, you know, I'm I'm fucking whipping up. But I think, you know, Rock Boys and all that other shit yeah, yeah. sweet. There's a couple records on it. No, then I'm not saying that, that it's that,
1: not. I'm not saying that it's not. He did get back yeah. to his big time of ways. I'm just saying it was his whole fucking career. From uh uh-huh. from the first album, he had Sunshine uh-huh. as a little blip. But right. Streets is watching. His positioning was solid. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm bigger than that. I'm doing bigger than that. I'm not doing no dumb shit. I'm not even putting myself uh-huh. in that position. You ain't going to never see me in that position to cook uh-huh. and crack at the stove with Pharrell. It just uh-huh. took all of the, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> gravitas yeah. out, of, yeah. out of his no, gotcha. his
0: marketing setting for me. I'll say this, after that, so following those, that album, those albums, the next two albums was Blueprint 3 Mm -hmm. and Magna Carta Holy Grail, which are two albums that I do not really revisit. Mm. I do not really revisit them at that often. There's records on both of them that I like, but I can't tell you the last time I've listened to either one of those albums in full. Right. But uh, life after had that, changed.
1: Life had changed for niggas. Streaming had came yeah. in, you got to pick and choose which little one record yeah. you're gonna get or want to listen to. Yeah. You know. He trying to keep up with the times. And then he that's why you had to respect four 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 because he trying to give you something that you're gonna listen to all the way through. You know what I'm saying? He trying mm-hmm. how do I combat this uh single serve effort of the music industry and give you a project that you want to dig into. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I respect it for that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what he does next or if he does next, but whatever the nigga did, he done, whatever he do, he done did it all. Shit. He done went further than any other rap shit you could think of. So, when you at the edge, what else left to do?
0: Well, that's the rumor. The rumor is... Allegedly from what Irv Gotti said, he said that J C told him, Look, that's all he got. He's done. And you believe that. I don't Irv know if Gotti? I believe that. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know I don't know if that would be the first person you would tell. But that's what he said at the drink champs. <laughs> he said Jay told him, Look, that's it. I'm done. I don't I don't I don't know what made him unburden himself. But you know, Irv did play a big part in his his rise, but it just still feels like not the place to really Put that. That wasn't the vessel for that information to get out. Um, I will say this, too, though. I mean, it's been, you know, Jay is the king. I think the undisputed king of, you know, obviously a lot of the coke rap, but, like, deal rap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, deal rap. Like, I don't think there's been too many people. Drake has tried to take the mantle on deal rap. There might be a few other people that got good deal rap, but, like, Listening to Blueprint earlier today and listening to PSA, I think that might be mm-hmm. the de facto deal rap record. Yeah, You nigga. know, like, yeah, that's that, that invented yeah, deal rap. That shit, you know that shit make everybody what he gets money. Right. Like, you know you put some, some shit together, like, woo-wee. Yeah. One million, two yeah, million, man. three million, four, nigga. Shit. Come on. <laughs> Come on, uh. just what he said—just five months or some shit. Forty million more. Come on now, raping Death Jam. I like, think <laughs> niggas at Death Jam was like, "Well, wait a minute, we're marketing <laughs> the album." Right. Why? Yeah, nah, 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 nah. Everybody, it's, all, it's up. It's up for all of y'all. Nigga, I'm paying this niggas back for
1: what they did to the cold crush,
0: nigga. Word, <laughs> word. The cold crush was like, yeah. Nigga, let me hold something. Me in. <laughs> nigga, phone ain't ringing yet. <laughs> hey, man. <baby. laughs> phone's keeping the phone close, just in case. Man, it's been it, 50 years. It ain't. It Come ain't, on, now.
1: It ain't too many niggas that have done it. You know what I'm saying? They can even get the deals. When Drake came, the irony Uh of Drake is that Jay-Z was so fucking big at this time. You know what I'm saying? He doing deals, Mm -hmm. Budweiser, the festival. Samsung. He's out here selling uh, Carol's daughter. Like The nigga was out of there. You know what I'm saying? Nigga doing the fucking Brooklyn Nets, designing the the whole fucking arena, and and the Quiet Lee's Kelp, The Block, you know what I'm saying? That that shit yeah. sits on and the condos that, is, uh-huh. that are associated with it. Yeah. So he's so far out of there. He's untouchable. You know what I'm saying? You got to go to Steve Stout. And Steve Stout already know this man is untouchable. So mm-hmm. you're not getting close unless you got a super heavy check that sometimes don't even match up. You know what I'm saying? Like Budweiser, Jay-Z never matched up. i never seen Jay-Z hold a Budweiser can ever. But they gave him a big ass bag. So mm. when Drake came, it was it was Ross, it was Jeezy, Jeezy, mm-hmm. uh, it was Waka, it was Gucci. So it started to splinter. OJ. Yeah, it started to splinter. Yeah. You had that street, street rap, like like Gucci now. Uh-huh. And then you had Jay-Z. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when, yeah. when Drake fell into the scene. He was just—he was an obvious marketing choice, and I was doing that shit then. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hell yeah, Drake, let's go, let's go fucking sell some some sponsorships, cause you are the best thing coming, cause you could rap, you got music that hits in the club. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna show up to the motherfucking signing, and you—you you know what I'm saying? Like you perfect, like it was nobody in his way, and all he had to do was keep making hits. And from the first time, shit, Drake ruined my life. Not really him per se, but I sold that package for the America's Most Wanted tour, Lil Wayne tour, cause Wayne wasn't gonna do no signings and shit like that. But Drake would. Mm-hmm. He was new. You know what I'm saying? He was probably making twenty thousand a show at the time. Um, course was like, yo, we want in on the light skin nigga. Cool. Mm-hmm. Boom. Do a deal for the tour do a deal to perform at the goddamn uh, Fanu Atlanta Classic, which was $75,000. So overall, it's a 300 dollars package. And I'm like, shit, yeah, we about to eat, baby. This nigga goes out on the tour America's Most Wanted, Tez ACL, on the second date in Philadelphia. I was Dang. like, god damn, nigga. I worked eight months on that shit. That made me quit fucking with other people's shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was like, man, fuck this, man. I bought me a camera and started doing my own shit because I seen content as the next wave for that I could jump into and make something happen. And I did that shit because it was like, man, that was a lot of work just to, That's you know what I'm saying, with all these contingencies and shit. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. so, but the nigga was perfect. It was nobody in his way. There was no rapper that was close. To being able to get the the deal money, how Drake was able to get it after Jay Z had ascended ascended so far ahead of everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah he had all that duality, you yeah. know, singing, rapping, and then you know performing, but then going to the to the meetings and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. he definitely had that duality. It had that's the sensi- wild that that ACL had Sen-
1: sensibility had a sensibility to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like some people got yeah. it. But they don't want to go to the fucking mm-hmm. meeting. They don't want to sign no, they don't want to go sign no autographs and shit. You know what I mean? Right. This nigga still coming yeah. into his concerts through the crowd. Well, it's yeah. partially through the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. You know, yes, you know. <laughs> Coming out like a, optics. Coming out like a boxer. You
0: know what I'm saying? Right. All them expensive right, right, seats.
1: Yeah. I'm coming out in the expensive seats.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool, and they? they, And receiving all bras, you know? Yeah, you still in touch with the people. Yeah, absolutely. Come on now. Come on now to meet and greet. (laughs) 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 Uh, What was I going to say? Yo. um, Yeah, man. Yeah, so salute. Salute to the Blueprint. Great album. Yeah, I've been tapping into... um, it's listening to music more, you know, for a while I was definitely heavy podcasting, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, something about music that is just irrefutable is just for me, how that shit can generate a mood, Mm -hmm. you know, just turn a, turn a song on. It's like a real life needle drop in real life. You can put some shit on and it could take you right to the energy you need. It's, it's like a drug. You know that shit'll get right there. You like, okay, this is exactly. I'm feeling this. This, yup. This is what. This is the spark. Mm-hmm. This is the little serotonin hit. You mm-hmm. know, the serotonin. Yeah, it'd <laughs> uh, be dopamine. I don't know. Let me let me not. Let me let me go to Google before I put that on the record. Y'all uh, give me some grace on that. Uh but yeah. So that was that. Shout out to Easy LP too. Just on a random note. Uh I think his catalog is super slept on but I was speaking of just generating a a fucking mood and a vibe. Uh-huh. I was listening to Royal Flush's Ice Down Medallions
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that beat is just so fucking crazy. I was man, that shit that that shit could lead to hazardous driving. That shit <laughs> was so I was that that huh? I
1: laughed at it. I was like, "Huh.
0: Is, yeah. Nah, nah, that shit, that, that man, that beat is so fucking crazy. It's such a moment, too, like a moment in time. Like, I remember when that shit came out, like what it meant and how it resonated and that. Yeah, man, it was just one of those. And sometimes sometimes you haven't heard a record in so long and then you turn that shit on and it's just like right there.
1: Mm-hmm. Boom,
0: so yeah. Yeah, so I've been on that, man. Just, you know, music is, is 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 generating the moods and shit. But, you know... I got a question for you. See if you you hip. Did you know about this? Did you know? Maybe you did. Did you know that uh, putting a period at the end of a text kind of connotes that you could either be angry or don't want to be bothered or is kind of poor text etiquette?
1: Uh, no. I, I don't. Okay, I have good, no good. fucking text etiquette. I don't know. I'm not gonna type all caps unless I mean some shit. Uh, but I knew that. <clears> yeah, go ahead. But if I'm texting somebody, you know, man, and I mean, I
0: observe that it may need a period. I'm gonna fucking put a right. period Right. I'm same way. I'm all about punctuation. Put a period there. That was the end of the statement. Wow. So who told you and otherwise? Somebody, say, somebody told me. They were like, "Yo." Um. You know when you like you text weird. This woman said you text weird. <laughs> you like you are right? you going to be bothered Are you good? I was like, what you talking about? It was like, yo, you know that that's they said. I think they said text law. It might even said law, not even etiquette, not even you know like uh, common practice. Yeah, you out, you like, out that dating, young. Yeah. No, nah, 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 ain't even that. Ain't <laughs> 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 even that. Nah, 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 no, no. no. <laughs> Hilarious. No, no, nah, not that like that. But yo, know, I had to look the shit up because it blew my mind. I looked it up. Sure enough, this is the this is a thing. And I started going through texts. It definitely is a generational thing, but it ain't as you know seismic as you think. But um, it was. I started looking, I was looking at some of my little text conversations with certain people. And a lot of motherfuckers, there was no periods at the end of the text. It kinda of blew my mind. Mm. It kind of really blew my mind. Yo, y'all, you check it out. Let me know if y'all knew about that in the in the comments. Let me know if you knew about that. Let me know if you didn't know about that. Let me know if this is a revelation to y'all as well. Okay. Well, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But back to the music. <laughs>
1: go ahead, but I ain't got nothing on no text etiquette. You know what I'm talking about? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You right. Um, I've been on some music, too, you know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying, with this, 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 the way that this head is split, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Everything is different, you know what I mean? You take in everything differently, you know what I mean? And... Right, I was talking about this with my physical therapist today. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Where before she was talking about, actually wasn't my physical therapist. It was, um, it's actually a lady that I shot maybe about seven, eight years ago with Laura Checkaway. We shot with her. Right. And she's like a neuro something. You know what I'm saying? Something to do with the brain. And her dad was like a famous neuroscientist. You know, at the time, you know nothing about that. You don't know what it means, you know what I'm saying? She telling you how certain foods react with certain things. She's talking about nootropics and how you how you, you know what I'm saying, how you take it in the world. It was a great conversation. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do with that at the time. Now, who knew that I would need this shit? And so I talked to Laura the other day and she was like, Yo, you should talk to, to Daisy. I'm like, Yeah, that'll be a dope idea. Man, she mm-hmm. she got way more information than my goddamn Physical therapist, I tell you that, and so mm, yeah. So who's Daisy?
0: Daisy the one from the the documentary? No, she's not from this. I forgot
1: why we went to shoot her for real, for real. But she's in DC. She's like a neuro something. Okay, she do she she studied the mind and and teach motherfuckers how to use their mind in corporate gotcha. settings now. But she was like in in other types of settings before. So. Mm-hmm. She just enjoy talking about that shit. And in, and in this particular state, when shit ain't working and you're trying to figure shit out, you need somebody who just love to talk about that shit. Like You know what I'm saying? Everybody else mm-hmm. is looking at you like, nigga, pull your shit together, man. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about your mind ain't connected, mm-hmm. nigga. <laughs> you, know, you can't show it because people hear you talking like this, they think it's all all good, but it ain't. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's certain shit that you're, mm-hmm. that you're able to do to even put shit together that you're not able to do, which is frustrating than a motherfucker. But she dropped so much right. game on me today, nigga. But she was just saying how one, like music is 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 certain music that's healing. It's certain artists that are healing, you know what I'm saying? And that could put your yeah. mind in a space where it, it is soothed or be able to create new neural pathways and shit like that. She gave me a list of people who she thought, but I threw one on the table because since I've been um, been down, uh-uh. mm-hmm. my daughter had my, my AirPods. And a friend of mine, they uh, they sent me some AirPods, you know what I'm saying, in the hospital. And I wasn't really fucking with shit, but it helped me to turn on mm-hmm. some music. And right. then um, my pops had sent me this link to Pharrell Sanders. When I know Pharrell Sanders, mm-hmm. I've listened to him before, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what he do. I put it on. Yeah. But the mood that it set in my new mind was so totally different. You know what I'm saying? It kind of just settled things in. It felt like it was moving shit in the right place. I'm like, man, what the fuck Mm -hmm. is going on? But it was just like a a strange observation of how music is actually working within your mind. And because at this point, I need it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like a passive thing. I'm just you know passing by or some music on. It's like, wait a minute, what the fuck is that thing doing? And Pharrell Sanders has some joints that's like, yo, yeah, it's it's therapeutic in the way that it's working with me. So I fucks with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and lately, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm I, not that I'm biased because I work at Revolt, but Diddy got some joints on that album. There some, and You know what I'm saying mm. I ain't even no R&B nigga like that That nigga right. got a couple of joints on there I mean there's a lot of joints on there But it's two that's like yo Which two you
0: fucking with he, he does have some shit on there But which two you fucking with
1: um, The two It's one called What's Love number two And then Tough Love number seven With Sway Lee And um mm. Man it's just the beat You know what I'm saying It's just the way that the beats go It's not like uh, intentional go out there and bop your head or go out there and do something. It's kind of like, nah, chill. Listen to this shit. This shit is bumping. If this shit was outside, right. it would be bumping. This shit is bumping inside, nigga. Lay back and rock to this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got so many fucking ideas off those two records that I didn't really go explore the rest of it that much yet. You know what I'm saying? And that's, mm-hmm. that's how I am sometimes. I get into the one or two that set the right tone for the time and get stuck there but I didn't I didn't expect that to happen on this record you know so I expected it to be some bops you know what I'm saying some some R&B grooves I'm not really like an R&B person but these two joints like sucked you in was like yo I don't even know what the words fucking saying cuz they don't matter to me I don't even really hear R&B words but the way that the groove going, how they doing the words, and how they—it's like almost like a foreign language. But the shit is, the shit is—you know—to me, it feels incredible to, to to be working alongside of those records.
0: That's right. Nah, no, I dig it. You know, speaking of Diddy, Diddy is such a context in himself, right? It's very singular. Like, um, you know, in these last year and a half, two years, or whatever. I remember him saying on The Breakfast Club, you know, he was very much concerned about his legacy and he was kind of reclaiming his legacy, right? Mm-hmm. And you could see that he was intentional about that. Because mm-hmm. for a while, he kind of fell back. Mm-hmm. I think we might even talked about it a couple of weeks ago, just in the way of how some of the bigger artists, Diddy, Jay, the big New York artists, were not in New York anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And New York, you could feel it in New York. There's a new generation of New York artists, but like that era, the, the feel of that era is, is gone mm-hmm. and you don't realize it until it, it, uh, reemerges. Mm-hmm. So in the way that he would do his marketing, like the way that he could go from being in the cut away to like outside, and damn near omnipresent again in his own way, in his own way to where, like, you can tell he's turning this up. You could see a person in real life rev up their presence, like rev Mm -hmm. it up and tap into the whole relentless, you know, y'all motherfuckers is going to get tired before I get tired type Mm -hmm. of shit. I'm back type of shit, you know? So there's that. But then on this album, and I've only listened to it maybe once. I haven't listened to it. And it was kind of half in the car and half at the crib, so I haven't really given it the dedicated lesson that I want to give it. Mm-hmm. But when I did listen to it, it reminded me of everything. You know, it was like the history of the, like this, especially his the R and B angle, mm-hmm. like from his Uptown era, er, You know, particularly his Uptown era, like his Mary, his Jodeci. You know that type of that type of shit. To where the soundscapes they he can create that are so specific to the shit that he did, Mm -hmm. you know, and how he can craft some shit. And even on this album, he got, you know, people that are fairly unknown, but they just sound good on the record Mm -hmm. because he knows how to really manipulate this mood. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's so specific to him. Nobody, it just, it almost... It's funny because, like, back in the days when he, you know, take hits from the 80s, yeah, yeah, you know, that whole thing, Mm -hmm. and he would flip Diana Ross samples and shit like that. Now he's flipping, like, 702 samples or even flipping shit that he sampled before, you know what I mean? Whether it's Herb Albert or whatever, it's even that. Like, the way that you flip these samples that is not the most always nuanced, it ain't Dilla, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's Diddy, you know, and it's just like... Wow, this shit is like, okay, this is something that we haven't seen in a minute. And this man came literally and reclaimed his legacy, as he said he would. I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's, I mean, that's, it struck me. I'll say that.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, man, it's like, <clears throat> you know, can't stop, won't stop. And and it's, it's really a place for all of us to look, to be like, you know, it's one of these things like today, you know what I'm saying, before I talked to Daisy about this, that blew my mind all the way open. It's like you're, mm-hmm. you're stuck. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I'm I'm stuck in this body. You know what I'm saying? And and I I can't really develop new things at this particular time. And so, what am I doing to to continue? You know what I'm saying? Like how do I move forward? How do I make shit? You know what I'm saying? And then you start to think about it and you're like, nigga, you got enough shit, you know what I'm saying, in your fucking mm-hmm. notebooks <laughs> to fucking live a life off of if you actually just do them, you know what I'm saying? Right, and right. And start with that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't even worry about no right. new shit because you got enough shit, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of us got right. enough shit to fucking... Rock out for, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes people only get one shit, you know what I'm saying? And you mm-hmm. you run this motherfucker with a whole gang of shit that, that you ain't even doing nothing with. How about start with the shit that's already there? You know what I'm saying? You got four five projects that you was already working on. You got fucking notebooks and notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of shit that you never done. So don't ask for no new shit right now. You know what I'm saying? Get to some shit that you already got. Get to some shit that you already know. Get to some shit that, that everybody already know you about. We all a lot of times, me, and myself personally, you always worried about how you gonna fucking craft some new shit ahead of the curve and just, you know what I'm saying, I'm in the future. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. you play yourself all the way out. Cause then you do it. Then you know what I'm saying, you you, you so far ahead of the curve, nobody knows what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? When real shit is always happening within the moment, within the culture, within what's happening right now, how people moving, how people thinking right now, not how you want them to be. And a lot of times mm-hmm. I fell, fell into that space of, yeah, it should be like this. I'm going to da-da-da-da, and I'm going to make people do this. Nah, nigga, fuck that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You you running out of time, nigga. <laughs> nigga, take this shit you yeah. got and yeah. rock with that.
0: yeah. Nah, I get it. Nah, that's real.
1: And that's what he has always been able to do. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z, you know what I mean? Niggas like Jay-Z is the nigga in the hood with the slick-ass mouth that's funny as fuck, you know what I'm saying, that could rattle off some shit right quick. you be like, damn, how that nigga came up with that? But it's always within the lexicon of what's happening right now that fuck you all the way up. It's not no nigga spouting out some new shit. You know what I'm saying? He might take right. that old shit right. and flip it on his head, but it's never outside of what it is until we got to 444. And it's just outside of what niggas kind of know. You know what I'm saying? That's like the the conundrum of being famous and wealthy and and outside of the curb. So mm. you know what I'm saying? For 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 us or for people that's listening and that's creating shit, man, you gotta create with them what it is you know what i'm saying not saying that you can't create no future shit no new out of the box shit because that shit do work sometimes but when you're trying to hit when you're trying to be relevant in the space is what it is that's why when you look at diddy make his comeback he jumped right into what it was not into i'm super rich and i could uh i could do this and i could do that he jumped into okay i'm gonna get me a chick that's already in the streets that know what it is, mm-hmm. know who's who. I'ma invite all these people to my house and do how I do, cause these niggas ain't never seen no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And right. and um we gonna get to it, you know? And I think that part of it really makes a difference in what you put out because now you're putting out stuff that people actually deal with. You know what I'm saying? They know about.
0: Right. Yeah. No, it's just it's the truth. I think it's, um, I think the <clears throat> the thing, though, sometimes is recognizing, like you said, like, you know, you had a moment where you had to recognize the value of what you had in that book, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes, personally, sometimes if, if I'm not careful, if I'm not paying attention, I can put so much stock in like new, 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 you mm. know, comedy, new material. You want new hour, you knew, you know, all of this other shit. Right. And <clears throat> sometimes you still got a lot of, you know, meat left on the shit that you were fucking with. Right. And you got some laughs off of that shit and you kind of abandoned it because the excitement of, quote unquote being prolific mm-hmm. is seductive, mm-hmm. but it's like really r- like ruminate in those those thoughts that you have like you know it's funny, I've talked to a couple friends of mine comics, and I'm like, you know what you do when you feel like you know you inspirate, you don't feel that inspired, you know mm-hmm. and uh these various times, but they you know two casts and I know particularly they was just like, um, you know I typically just go back into my old material and I, you know, stuff maybe I used to do that didn't work or stuff that I, you know what I mean? Like just old material or stuff that I did that worked, but now I can expound on it. Maybe just that, that thought, you know, that, that idea I can come from a different angle on that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you used to always say, you know, you got everything you need, you know what I'm saying? And I think, uh, there is this prize that we put on next shit, being forward thinking, being cutting edge, being ahead of the curve. You know, doing something different that can psych you into not really focusing on all of the shit you've cultivated. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you, you know, and yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a um. It's real to think about that. It's right. real to think about that. That shit is, yeah, no, that's super, that's super valid. And you know, and obviously, I mean you got you feel how you feel, but you know, look, I don't, you know, I mean, obviously you live where you live, you live in the body you live in, but I don't think you stuck in your body. I mean, we all are stuck in our body at a certain well, level, but you know. If
1: you if you I mean, if you look you know. at if you look at to me how I look at it, you know what I'm saying? I say this, you know what I'm saying? It's gotcha. not that I'm gonna stay there. Not that I wonder, I'm recognizing it, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to fucking fall victim to it. And it was, oh my God. Okay. What it is, is that you're in this body, you know what you could do, you know what I'm saying?
0: But then you can't physically
1: do it, you know what I'm saying? Like it takes effort to do everything. It takes effort to get up from the couch and go to the refrigerator when your mind has to think about all of the steps to get there. Like usually you don't have to think about that shit. You just get up and go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When your mind has mm. to be like, okay, I got to get over there. Okay, there's a wall if I need to brace myself. You know what I'm saying? What am I going in there to get? I, I got about maybe eight, 10 minutes to do whatever I'm going to do before I have to sit down again. You no know, shit, you're thinking about all this stuff. What am I going in there to mm. do? Then your mind is like, nigga, all you know is when the groceries was put in, you saw some avocados and some eggs and, and, and some bread. Okay. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna make some avocado toast, and you wobble your ass over there. That's how it feels. And then you mm-hmm. you get there, and then there ain't no more avocados. You're like fuck. Now you're done, cause now your mind ain't making up no new shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you just looking at a blank slate. So now you gotta mm-hmm. go back, sit your ass down again, and fucking Grubhub that shit, Uber Eats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? because where you had is 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 different, you know what I'm saying? It's a different space. It's like somebody like I was telling you earlier, it's like somebody took your body on your body side, it's like somebody took your body apart and then put it together mm-hmm. with like little pegs like you used to do with like paper people, you know what I'm saying? Like you put them up on the wall and you can move their hands up and down, you know what I mean, with these little pegs mm-hmm. that you could mm-hmm. turn. That's how it feels cuz it's not all working together. You know what I'm saying? That's just the part you see. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your stomach, your whole gastrointestinal department is run by your brain, and it's not moving the same. Like, you know, like you probably hear me on this thing. These these little burps that come that they not burps. It's just like air. There's somewhere in there mm. that's doing whatever the fuck it's doing, and I don't have no control of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like in between mm. a burp and a cough, and it's neither one. So... Mm. These that's obvious stuff, you know what I'm saying? But then the less obvious stuff like what's going on with your brain mm-hmm. is frustrating because you know, man, I could think through this right. shit, I could I could rattle that off, you know what I'm saying? I walk in here y'all talking about this, you know what I'm saying? It's like in in college, you like, you know, you you could just retain information and and create new information out of it. And my cousin and my roommate, they were both pharmacy majors and they would have study groups. And you'll hear them studying. So you you taking in, like, in the background, you're taking in all this information. And so they'll be like, yeah, um, such and such drug, da-da-da-da-da, da da-da-da. da Oh, yeah, you give two ounces to the baby, blah, blah, blah. And then you've heard already that you ain't supposed to give that to no babies. You know what I'm saying? This shit caused diarrhea. So instead of just saying, hey, nah, that ain't right, you create up a whole new scenario <laughs> why you shouldn't give that to a baby. It's gonna get a baby diarrhea and then all these other things gonna happen. Like I could I used to do that shit just off of just instinct. It wasn't nothing. You weren't even thinking about the shit. You I wasn't even involved with their study group. But to try to do something like that now, create up a new scenario and all, it ain't happening. And that's frustrating. It's like, nigga, I that's what I that's who I am. I go on a meeting, I could create some shit like, like nothing. Cause that's what I do. But now. You can't do that shit. I, I went to a meeting last week just to, you know what I'm saying, drop in. And mm-hmm. most of it, you just sitting there listening. You know what I'm saying? And now I got all the information. I could retain all that shit. I know exactly what's happening. But I'm not participating in that shit. And to me, mm-hmm. that shit ain't what it is. You know what I'm saying? But
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: as you start getting this new information, And you start working with yourself, working with these new problems, you start to realize that maybe that don't need to be who you are. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you need to be something else, you know? And who is that person? I don't have no answers to that, but that was a breakthrough even just putting that question on the paper because I couldn't put nothing on the paper. I opened up my shit Mm. and that shit been blank since I've been in the hospital. You know what I'm saying? This weekend, I was able to put some stuff on the paper. And one of them is, you know, is essentially, who are you? And mm-hmm. once you once you start to figure out who you are, you could work with that. You know what I'm saying? And things will come to you mm-hmm. around that. You know, like, like the lady was telling me, your neural pathways will start building. You know what I'm saying? and And what it is... One thing I came up, just in conversation and having that conversation, is like I could feel that part of my brain there, but it feels like it's disconnected. Like there's no wire mm. to connect that part to the rest of it. So mm. she was like, you're right. You know what I'm saying? And then I said, it feels like nothing, it's not connected yet. And she was like, you see what you use that word right there? Yet connotes that mm. in the future that it will. You know what I'm saying? Because it's there. And you have that uh, optimisticness to know that it can connect again. And, you know, so to me, it just says continue doing the shit that you're doing the way you're doing it. And when that's supposed to connect, it will. And when it does, it will. But until then, work with the shit you got. Because we ain't got time to lay down. We ain't got time to be like, you know what I'm saying, crying about this shit. We ain't got time oh, man, you know what I'm saying? I can't do what I used to do, and blah blah blah. blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's just like today. I was late getting on here because I made one mistake, and now in this this particular state, you can't just double back fast and do the shit, spin around, go grab your motherfuckers. Nah, you got to take your time, get back up the stairs, one step at a fucking time. Shit's frustrating, but. You got to do it, and and um, another thing she said to me today: you got to change the E to a O. No, too, you got to change the O to an E. You know what I'm saying? And that means if you saying a lot of times we say, "I got to do something." Damn, I got to do something, and change that O to an E, and be like, "You got to." I get to do something. I get a chance mm. to talk on right. the pod. You know what I'm saying? I get a chance to right. even walk these right. steps and go grab my shit and double back. Catch my fucking breath and be late, you know what i'm saying i i, I get right, to do that right. like you know what I'm saying it's not I got all oh, shit, I gotta do it, and then you put all this on yourself when it ain't there like that, so that's all right. I gotta say about that. I feel like I'm
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> down in a deep hole
0: no no no, that's real shit, my bad you know i you know I apologize I ain't wanna <clears throat> you know like um. Dismiss what you were saying, you know what I'm saying? Just on some old na na na. You know, right. like you 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 live in this. You know what I'm saying? It's real right. shit though.
1: Right. So um, when I say trapped, I don't I don't mean I'm stuck there forever. It just means yeah, that I can't yeah. do with what I got what I used to be able to do. So gotcha. I had to find another way to do those things.
0: Nah, I hear that. I hear that. I respect that for sure. Um Shit, man, we might as well transform and roll out. No doubt, I mean? no doubt. We, we get to, we get to be on the mic yet again. Talk to these people. Right you know what I'm saying? Get to chop it up with you again, man. Feels good. You know, Muhammad back. <laughs> you know, you fucking the the the. The insight, the fucking angles and all of this shit, man. I miss this shit. of so the shit, you know what I mean? These theories, the fucking, you know what I mean? The 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 positioning of shit like shit like that. Right. Nah, nigga, this is this is what the people, this is what the people miss. Right. What the people want. <laughs> they can say you know the what the I So we here. We here. Nah, for real, for real. We here shit. Um, what's I gonna say before I get up out of here? Uh let the people know. Um, I got dates coming up, bunch of shit. I'm on the, uh, got my local shit. Actually, all my stuff on DamianLemon.com. being very diligent about posting where I'm going to be. But I'm going to be, uh, this weekend, I'll be, or this week and this weekend, I'll be at a New York Comedy Club. I'll be at the Borgata, I want to say, the weekend of the 13th through the 15th out in Atlantic City. I know I'm gonna be out in DC. This is a minute. This is in February, but I'm about to be in DC. I need y'all to come on out. This mm-hmm. this I ain't been to DC in a minute. And people been saying, when you coming to DC, so I'm coming. Right. That's February 8th through the 10th. Fuck it with that. Um I'm gonna be an Ann Arbor um comedy showcase. That's coming up soon. I'm gonna have some dates on that, but that's coming up soon. And there might be some more stuff uh, you know, in the moment. But uh yeah, man, that's 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 all I got. You want to you wanna hit him with anything? Let him know anything? Well, I'll, we show
1: I'll be out in the cosmos, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thinking and putting there shit together. Um, mm-hmm. I won't be anywhere physically pretty much unless you had at the therapy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I just want everybody to remember, you know what I'm saying, everything you need you already got. Take what you got, make what you want.
0: Shit is real That's 100 That's 100 Until next time Tell a friend to tell a friend And even an enemy To get in a conversation We out